0: so fucking hot. Hello, everyone. This is Kate Tokes, Katie Burrell. I am here on the Do Be Gay podcast series with Rachel Rorig. Hello, Rachel. Hello, everyone. How are you doing tonight? I'm great, Katie. How are you? I'm great. Uh, Rachel <laughs> is, I don't How long have we been friends for? Probably. Oh my God.
1: Um, I think we like became really good friends in t- my senior year, 2013. I graduated Parkstone South in the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to high school <laughs> um, together, but we weren't yeah. really, I knew of you, but we weren't really like friends or anything in high school.
1: Right. Yeah. Just towards the end you were gone, but I was still there. Yes. So what's this year? So 9 years.
0: 9 oh years. Oh gosh.
1: Next year's our 10th anniversary.
0: Oh, we have to do something. Ooh, let's go, Ten away party. Yeah. Yeah, we started hanging out. We were working at uh bounce trampoline sports. Right? Oh my gosh. I feel like yeah. that's how we started hanging out cuz you were yeah. you were friends with my friends and then from there yeah we kind of like hit it off we sure did because we loved smoking weed (laughs) yeah the bonding factor i wonder i wish you like made note of like our first like times hanging out and if that was like the, the glue i feel like it was
1: I'm sure there are pictures on my phone somewhere, but, like, I don't even think I had an iPhone in 2013. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> Did I do.
0: You? The cool people had it. I think I had, like, a BlackBerry.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, a, probably. I don't remember. So, yeah, tell, <laughs> everybody, tell everybody what you do and, like, where you're at right now. I was like... Yeah.
1: So, life brought me to Charlotte, North Carolina. I grew up in Rockland County with you. <laughs> we both moved away. Yeah. Eight, four five... Um, so yeah, so I live in North Carolina now and I come home occasionally to see family. My baby niece was oh, yes. just popped out two months ago. She's so cute. And I work at Morgan Stanley and wealth management. Uh, I am actually going to be pursuing my new career as a financial advisor in the oh, coming months.
0: <laughs> me up, I need help. <laughs> Watch out world.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so We live in Charlotte. We'll be moving home soon, probably for work, just for, like, the training program and everything. But I like it down here. It's super fun. And uh, we have a cool house.
0: And my sugar is my pup. Your dog. he's super old. He is old. He's 16. I used to sing to him. I mean, I still sing to him. I can't remember the last time I saw him, though.
1: Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) You and Hogan, um, but yeah, he's super cute, and um yeah, that's pretty much me. Life. Yeah. I enjoy smoking weed as well.
0: <laughs> I miss you over it. here. Are you like you're still smoking now, like daily, or are you kind of just like random?
1: Pretty much, like at least every other day, I would yeah. say.
0: Yeah, I can't really
1: sleep if I don't smoke anymore, mm-hmm. and I used to like never be like that. Like I could always sleep, but. It just like totally chills me out. And like, I'm so active and like preoccupied with work all the time. Like, my brain just can't shut off. So, almost every day. Yeah. It's It's, not like I depend on it or anything.
0: It's so wild. I feel like, especially in recent years, I know we like recently had a conversation about this prior to the podcast, but I used to be able to smoke in college and high school with like none of the, Anxiety or paranoia or any of that, which I find strange because I feel like I was way more unstable back then. <laughs> but you know, ignorance like, is bliss. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It, it's just, just like to life. <laughs> yeah, maybe like I don't know what it has to do with, but I think definitely in recent years I've been trying to cut back because I've noticed that. And it's wild too. Like we we were talking about like careers and stigmas and smoking. And I feel like I, well, I guess that makes sense. I'm probably going to sound stupid saying this, but I cared more back then, but like, obviously I'm in the cannabis industry now. So it would be weird if I cared about what I look like to people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with you and it's a catch 22 because, you know, weed is supposed to, in cannabis I always refer to it as weed but I need to grow up it's cannabis that's like the adult way or like,
0: <laughs> sometimes I funny. call it flour and people like stare at me and I'm like well <laughs> it's different kinds of like products like I'm like how do you describe like it's flour
1: flour yeah, that's like, like when you go edible. to a, exactly when you go to a dispensary that's how you order it you say right. you want flour you don't say I want cannabis you yeah I mean want I all the time <laughs>
0: for that I'm like I've Listen. Back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me be.
0: Yeah, but it,
1: you know, is supposed to promote relaxation and anti-anxiety and like just being like chill you out. And for a lot of people, it does start to have like an anxious effect on them. My fiance as well. Like he, used oh,
0: fiance. It's to... okay. <laughs> the first time I think I've heard you say that. <laughs> Sorry. I still <laughs> mess it up sometimes. Oh my God. I oh, love yeah.
1: it. I totally forgot to include that in my little bio. I'm <laughs> engaged for Woo! three months.
0: Yes. I love it. Oh my God. It's a very important oh, part I'm of kills. Okay.
1: Yeah. I know. Yay. So yes, he, you know, used to be very active in cannabis partaking hobby and just one day had a really bad time because he was stressed. He had a lot going on. It just wasn't a good mix with everything that was like going on in his life without being high. And he just started to have a really bad experience. And so I recently started getting him into smoking meat again and he won't, you know, smoke more than one or two hits. Like he'll never kind of like let himself go. He's always has that like governor on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it is kind of sad, but you know, as you ease into it and you just kind of like address those, you know, anxieties that come out when you're high, like if you can kind of just try to work through them, I feel like you'd be able to kind of repair your mind's relationship with weed, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I think there's like so many different factors and I need to like practice this better myself and I have in recent years, but it's so dependent on the person mentally and physically and what they're going through in that aspect. And I think, you know, like if, if you had eaten more that day, or if you got more sleep or your weight's different than someone else, or if you're, if you have generalized anxiety or depression, that all is going to play into it. And that's like completely comparable to any other drug alcohol. It, when you consume, you can have the same six beers two weekends in a row, and it could be two different types of drunks because of what other stuff you put in your body or your mental Mm -hmm. state and I think that the world is so excited about weed and cannabis or whatever we're going to call it that Mm -hmm. they're just diving head first with like no idea how to handle what to consume how to consume it when to consume it and Mm -hmm. I think that that scares a lot of people away. I think that's a big, one of the big ones.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is just like any other substance like you need to practice self-control and be responsible. I mean, it happens, you know, it could happen even accidentally. Like (laughs) I had way too much of an edible Christmas night. Mm. I was at my new fiance's parents' house (laughs) and his brother had a brick it was like a hundred milligrams in the whole thing. It was huge. It was like a brownie cookie. Mm. And I took like the smallest piece that I was like, this has to be 10 because I take 10. And I think it ended up being like 40. We were opening presents, like all sitting around the fire and the tree, so nice. And I, it hits me and I'm like, what the hell is happening to my face? I was like, I don't even know what I look like right now. So I went upstairs and I got so high that I threw up everywhere. It was horrible. So, but like I, you know, smoke weed on almost a daily basis and I feel fine. And I'm, you know, sometimes it brings me out of my shell. It's like, I like myself when I'm high I'm like super chill everything, but I just had way too much. And even it got the best of me. So like, if you aren't responsible and if you don't
0: measure how much you're taking like you could have a bad experience the limit does exist (laughs) the (laughs) limit definitely exists I have a question yeah um (laughs) were you were you drinking while you're consuming cannabis yes Hmm. I was but not too heavily like we had
1: some champagne
0: yeah but you know like that that's the reason I bring that up is that's a huge factor too because that can contribute to Getting nauseous and feeling like crossfaded, oh yes, that's
1: true. And you get the spins. Mm
0: -hmm. So every time, I I know I've I've, I just told you this recently over the phone, but I've been um, reaching a lot of realizations in therapy and getting diagnoses. And for the longest, the longest time, I mean, I, I went through some things like a few years ago that really affected my mental health. I went through a lot in high school and coming out that affected my mental health. And I, th- I think that's what like contributed to my anxiety and paranoia now, because back in the day we had less responsibilities. So yes, I was mentally ill, but that wasn't really affecting me as much as being an adult and having responsibilities does now. And mm-hmm. I was saying a lot starting like maybe two or three years ago, any social setting I was in, I had these crazy thoughts. I had paranoia. I had anxiety. Like, it could be the littlest thing from, like, you know, someone jumping or me like dropping something on the floor in my apartment. I would have an anxiety attack for like 20 minutes about my neighbors like complaining. Oh and I made a conscious decision because I preach it all the time to really only smoke when I felt like it was completely necessary. And I think that I've had as, in my friend groups and just generally I've had eyes on me when I do smoke because I am in the industry. So mm. there's this perception that I can handle a lot um, because I've, I've been smoking all, like probably, I started smoking at 16, so almost 12 years at this point. Um, but I yeah. never practiced microdosing. Because I try to uphold this uh, persona that I'm in the industry and I could like just sit there and take dabs. I cannot. I I just did a podcast last weekend. I think I told you about this. Yeah. I, <laughs> he gave me one bad <laughs> hit, and I was like, "Oh no,
1: <laughs> this is
0: not good." That was it. You yeah. can feel
1: when it happens too. You're like, "Shit, yeah. I'm going down." You hear
0: me in the beginning of the podcast? We might have to re-record it. I was like, "Bro, you got me too high." But I practice, like, when I go out socially, especially if I'm consuming anything else, take a, take a break from the weed. Take a step back. Like, enjoy, enjoy the alcohol if you're consuming alcohol. And mm-hmm. it changed everything for me. Because I would, I would sit there at a social event, at a show, at a friend's house, and I'd be drinking. And I'd had so much anxiety that I would just, like, chain smoke my vape. And turn into the anxiety that I was anticipating. But if I just like let myself chill or had like one hit and then put it away, I probably would have been like completely fine.
1: Right, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You got to find the fine line, but like that's good that you figured out that boundary for yourself, Yeah. And you're like self-policing yourself.
0: It's important because I was doing, saying things and projecting my personality in ways that like, One, I've never witnessed before. And two, like it wasn't me. So especially when I met new people, I would get very, very frustrated because I felt like I was not being the person that like I I know I am. And I've had Mm -hmm. conversations with friends that I have made in the past two years and I've expressed to them what I've been going through. And I I genuinely asked them like, hey, when you first met me before I figured this out, did you have some type of like perception of the way I was acting? And they were like, yeah, Yeah. you seemed like anxious and like upset or like uh, annoyed with Mm -hmm. someone. And in my head, I was having those thoughts too, because I was paranoid that I was like annoying everybody. And I just felt anxious. So,
1: yeah, I think that's hard to like hear too.
0: Yeah, but I needed it. Because yeah. I feel like when you smoke and you get in that headset, uh, he- headset, <laughs> I <just took> that <laughs> headset, phone, <laughs> yeah, um, I just took a hit, so it got me for a second. Um, when you're Welcome. in that that mindset, you think you think that people are thinking the worst of you, and yeah. not the worst of you. I think that's the wrong the wrong thing to say. But you're wondering if people notice, right? And definitely I, always. I that's exactly of- what paranoia. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of feels good when people say, yeah, I did nervous. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not great. Like I'm, I'm paranoid. And right, like that was irrational. actually happening. Yeah. It's irrational paranoia. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, microdosing is great. I know you mentioned that before, like we go out and take like five milligrams and we go out to like a restaurant and have dinner and then go yeah. see a movie or something. And it's just like the best because it takes the edge off, but like, you're still yourself and you're not like acting differently or yeah, the paranoia doesn't kick in and there's no anxiety really. It's just your, it like makes you feel a little lighter.
0: Yeah. It's like the only way
1: I can explain it. You know, you just like feel better, happier, warm.
0: Yeah. And warm. Exactly. And when you like, when you take it recreationally, it also helps you medically, which is amazing because you can use it. Mm-hmm as a way to loosen up and then it helps like ailments and mental illness and things like that. Totally.
1: I actually have an autoimmune disorder, um, psoriasis, and it's basically like TMI, but it's like dry, flaky patches of skin. And it happens like on my face, on my arms, like whenever I'm really stressed. And it was really bad when I wasn't working down here and I moved to a new team probably about like two years ago, it was at its worst. It was like on my back. And I noticed that when I would smoke more, it would go away and it wouldn't, I wouldn't be as prevalent, even though my stress levels like at work have kind of stayed the same
0: where anytime
1: I would like constantly smoke or like through the weekend, like I would realize that the patches would kind of like subside. So I definitely agree with you. I think that it can treat a ton of things, physically, mentally, everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I hate that there are so many stigmas on it. So and, many. And it's it's nice, like, I, I enjoy, like, talking to you and people outside of the industry because I think that we have it good, like, as far as stigmas go. If I'm smoking during my... Job. We tell our employees to smoke and get their creative juices flowing and to to enjoy themselves and not worry about it. But there's people who have to worry about drug tests or um, even like just genuinely saying that they smoke or being around people that smoke. Do you feel like that's something that you struggle with career wise or just in general?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm in like wealth management, banker, white suit, desk, job type of situation. And they don't drug test for work, which is good because all the FAs in the world are not sober. So <laughs> right, right. We would not have any employees. <laughs> right. But it yeah, it is hard. You know, like you can't, I mean, I was on a team down here in the South and it's kind of the South, but not really. And they were telling me that down here people have an opinion about tattoos and older richer people tend to not like body imagery. And I have one right on my arm. I have one on my finger. Katie and I have the same tattoo. Yeah, we have (laughs) matching tattoos. Equal symbol for equality because everyone is equal. Um, But yes, so I was like, well, damn, I'm going to have to cover my arm because they don't want to see my tattoos. And like, you know, there's a stigma about a lot of things that like are okay in this day and age, including like weed smoking. And if you're in, you know, there are so many legal states now in the country, like you are not breaking any laws, you know, like it's legal, but yet, you know, everybody was like, oh, you smoke weed? Like, you know, they just yeah not about it.
0: I feel like at that time, like I, I think this is why I love cannabis so much too, is cause I kind of, I, I relate so much to it in that level, like being gay. For example, mm-hmm. like you know, gay marriage is legal, but we still we still get the looks. We still yeah. get people hating. It doesn't matter if it's legal. People still have like that perspective, and it, it unfortunately is going to take a while to break. The Weed Maps commercial for Super Bowl. Did you see that or hear about it? I did. Can you remind me what is it again? Yeah. Oh. So. You know, like the whole thing on Instagram, social media hates us, uh hates us as in the cannabis industry. Uh so a lot of accounts were posting like broccoli instead of weed, like pictures of broccoli to like because if you posted a weed picture, they were like taking it down and reporting it. It's oh so my God, that's like a secret agreement. People just use broccoli. And yeah, so. <laughs> or like a broccoli emoji or like the, the leaf emoji. So Weed Maps made this awesome commercial that they submitted to air at the Super Bowl. And it was this like dude dressed in a, a broccoli suit. And the hashtag was save Brock Ollie, like broccoli was his name. And he it was basically like him all upset that everybody kept confusing him for weed and that he just wants it to end. <laughs> and guess what? The Super Bowl wouldn't refuse to air it. Which is exactly what? why they made the video because they're saying like there's some there's this silly stigma on it and it's ridiculous.
1: And it's just people, a commercial of a giant broccoli.
0: And this the Super Bowl they say no to this and then they turn around. they have Snoop Dogg singing. There's a meme of him hiding and smoking a joint at the Super Bowl. come on people. Let's get it together. You have, you have men running into each other and getting concussions and that's okay. (laughs) You can't release a broccoli commercial. God, I hate it. (laughs) It's so ridiculous.
1: (laughs) That is ridiculous. Damn. That's why I didn't see it, but it looks hilarious. I really want to watch it.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out after this. It's really good. And, and they're, they're moving forward with the the campaign. They're running with it.
1: Amazing. They should just because the NFL isn't going to air it. The NFL won't do a lot of things, including change the overtime rules. Can I get an amen go bills No idea what you're talking about but amen
0: <laughs> I
1: hope some people relate they will drop me drop me a note in the comment section
0: <laughs> go bills Speaking of religion so I did like a poll on my story in regards to this uh, asking followers if they or someone they know has a re- refrained from smoking cannabis because of like certain stigmas and what stigmas they are experiencing that resulted in that and one of them is religion we have like lazy stoner anxiety careers which we talked about bad reputation and also parents and family mm. mm-hmm. I definitely obviously lazy stoner anxiety I feel like are two that I've experienced a lot mm-hmm i feel
1: like you know it depends lazy stoner i don't smoke any indica i only smoke sativa because i am already a tired person and (laughs) that would put me out and it does so i only really like have an issue with parents and family and it's not even like my siblings like they know that i that i smoke and i you know i've told them and um I mean, my parents know too, at this point in my life, I used to be like. <laughs> we used to smoke I used to smoke <laughs> in my closet.
0: <laughs> her brain in her closet.
1: In yeah. my room, in my closet, with the windows open, smoking through like. In the middle of the window, Laundry dryer sheets. So it smelled <laughs> like fresh laundry. And yes, I was like terrified. My dad is a lawyer And he's, you know, he's a little intimidating. And so I would, you know, hide in the closet um, with my friends and smoke weed.
0: Rachel, I hid in the closet in high school too. I get it.
1: (laughs) We were both, we spent a lot of time in the closet. (laughs) Too
0: much time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it, you know, back then I cared so much. Like I obviously didn't want to get in trouble. And, you know, I was nervous talking to like my family about it um like my siblings at least but you know recently I mean as soon as I found out I had psoriasis which was a you know autoimmune disorder and I looked it up and it said like smoking cannabis could help like reduce stress and I was like I need to like and I realized that it was helping me like when I would intermittently smoke for like you know often over a couple days I would realize it would subside a little bit so I told my dad I was like hey I have psoriasis and I actually smoke weed because it helps me. And I was older. I don't remember exactly how old I was. I might've been in college or after college. I think it was after college. Cause I was working and I like, you know, I had established myself. And I was like, I'm successful. I graduated college. I have a good job. Like, and I've been smoking. So I really have nothing to right. be ashamed of. You know? right. like, yeah. I've made it. He can't get like mad. So I was just like, yep, that's, I was in my own apartment. I, you know, didn't really you know, have to lie anymore. So I was like, yeah, I smoke and it helps me. And my mom knows as well. And, you know, I don't think they know how much I smoke. Right. So as soon as they see this, they're going to be like, huh? <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, still I have a job. I'm successful. I am functioning while smoking. So everything is fine.
0: Listen, people do way worse and they have a job and (laughs) they they have, you know, they function pretty freaking well. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, I, I surprisingly, if you know, like, you've known my parents, for a very long time as long as you've known me but if you were to be I like, love them they're cute and stand <laughs> and if it back then they weren't about it and if you knew them just now need to know them back then that would be surprising because I, I smoke with my parents you've smoked with my parents before I know. but I've got when they found out I mean that they, they were like do you want to be known as a soccer player or the stoner and I was like listen both would be great Hmm. <laughs> You know, it wasn't a thing back then because there was drug tests in college. But honestly, you know what? Now that I'm graduating, I don't really give a fuck. There were times where I did smoke and I, I didn't smoke before a game. Oh my well, God, yeah, no. You no, know, we we had the team having parties and drinking and, you know, what I, I think if I coached a soccer team, I'd rather all my players smoke weed than get drunk. That's true. I mean, it's so much healthier. Like weed is not addictive and like
1: you can't over smoke. Even though that one time you told me that I was too high and I was going to be the first
0: person to die from being too high, I'm going to find that audio and I'm going to clip it in right here. You was- need to. <laughs> You're going to, to, <gasps> <do> you <gasps> yeah, you you to be the first person to die from weed. How do you feel? I feel sad. Yeah, we convinced her she was going to be the first person. that was kind of messed up. The whole time I'm thinking about it. But you, I you- was
1: pretty high that night, and you I didn't like actually believe it. It. You did. My no bad. I don't know I don't remember mm-hmm. I couldn't have you're too like happy to like even yeah exactly <laughs> I was like what
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: so I definitely
0: agree I don't know I think that there's way more good than there is bad when it comes to it and mm-hmm. the bad is I think when it's misused totally If you exactly. take that out of the factor then there's nothing like there there's no argument And I think there's definitely an argument when it comes to education, for sure. But, you know, for those who are outside of the industry and don't really know, like, the ins, people are, like, working so hard to ensure Mm -hmm. that there, you know, there is education out there, including, like, my team and our clients. And, you know, there's courses for bud tenders that they take so that when people come in, they can help them. And Mm -hmm you know doctors they're trying to to give out these medical cards and help people so as much as i think there is a bad stigma on it i believe that it can be broken just like i believe that it can be broken for lgbtq community and mental health you know all mm-hmm. of that. there are so many stigmas, stigmas blah, 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 blah. there are so many stigmas on all of that and i think it's because we are like too set in our ways and yeah times, times are changing.
1: Exactly. Every single person in the world would benefit from therapy. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And like the fact that it makes me so sad that people feel ashamed to seek help and like come to terms with that and accept that. Because I mean, recently I lost someone because they didn't seek help that they needed really badly. And it's it was just really sad. And so, I mean, anytime you feel like you need help and you're really down and like nothing can pull you out of it, like therapy all the way. I've been with my same therapist since I was 12. Oh, yeah. How old am I? 26. I'm almost 27. 15 years. Wow. 15 years I've been with the same therapist.
0: I know. you. Shout like- out to Pat. yeah shout out to my therapist kelly she's been awesome kelly yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) therapy is so important and i don't think anybody can enjoy the finer things in life like cannabis or even drinking to be honest and unless they're really in tune with their mental health and really like taking care of it and making sure that like i knew i had some issues listen, I'm I'm not perfect, but (laughs) I've gone to therapy, but I really wasn't doing the work. I was, I I was trying, but I think I got into a point where I have let go of my ego, especially when it comes to cannabis and been like, all right, you know what? I can't, I can't fucking handle that much. I can't, it's, it's not gonna, it's gonna do the opposite effects. Like it's very interesting that a lot of people said that it helps with anxiety when I put that question up on my story. And then a lot of people said that it gives them anxiety and it's, yep. and that's a lot with cannabis. It's like contradicting itself. But I think that like, again, goes back to just like misuse for mental health. cannabis.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just making sure you're in the right state of mind to like handle it and enjoy yeah. it. Right. Well, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm all
0: for therapy the best it is therapy and mm-hmm. weed the best combination totally oh man well thank you so much for joining me today oh my god nice. so I it's like seven Thanks for having me
1: oh yeah it's late she was that's my bedtime gee whiz do yeah, <laughs> you always
0: say like dad terms like that <laughs> gee, <whiz. laughs> gee willikers you <laughs> <Gee> will <willikers. laughs> well now my I my my doggy. I'm gonna okay. dive into my archives and find this video of you. I'm like determined um, to get some audio. Oh my god! Please get it. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah. Although my face makes it, but I don't know if I want people to see that. Oh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to like. Oh <laughs> All right. It's like polar. Yeah. No, I'm gonna make it the cover actually.
1: No. Of of the whole entire episode is. <laughs> yo that's perfect um, send it to me i'm sure it's good let's just do it screw it what do i care what people think
0: yeah exactly, that's exactly send what it out it. there yeah you're gonna be the first I person to die, to die from weed
1: how do you feel oh, yes. i feel sad that was the best most scary night of my life i thought i was dying
0: <laughs> but listen you made it through it with the your best friends and you you still smoke to this day so To all those people out there who are nervous about smoking, Rachel made it through. So you're good. I sure did. It
1: was, it was not looking good for me. I'll tell
0: you what. (laughs) (laughs) Now it is. So it's looking great.
1: Thank you so much. I love you. I love you more. Have a good night. All right. Bye friends.
0: friends. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye.